0: very thankful today to be joined by Illinois State Representative Dr. Paul Jacobs. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I I, I appreciate you uh, giving the time to us.
0: So you are on your way back from Springfield, so I presume that means that uh, at least this most recent session has uh, concluded for the time being?
1: Yes, until Tuesday. Then we'll be heading right back up. Well, we'll head up on Monday probably. So let's get the weekend.
0: Well, we wanted to visit with you for a number of different reasons, uh, first of which is that there's been much news coverage surrounding the uh, what's being called the repurposing of Shope Mental Health Center in Anna, Illinois. Representative, uh, just give us your overall reaction to what has uh, unfolded there and and where you think things are headed. Well,
1: you know one of the things that we've been getting is is how why haven't they, this why wasn't this brought up before? Well, Every governor that we've had since I can remember the last 40 years has always threatened, to, as soon as there's anything said about show, they threatened to shut it down. So We're going to close. it, We'll just close it. I mean, that's been for 40 years. And the one governor that we had that wasn't saying that, and in fact did say he was going to keep it open, was Governor Pritzker, which I was always happy with. But then two weeks ago, he fell into the same, I think, vein as the rest of the guys and gals over the years that... Well, we're just going to close it down if we can't keep it. Uh, where there's there no charges and there's nothing, it's, as was, that made it very, very, very quickly. Uh, we were quickly aware that we had to do something with it, and so that's why we put uh, uh, Terry Bryant and and uh, uh, Dale Fowler, um, Joe Tracy, and we had uh, and then representatives uh, Charlie Meyer, uh, uh, you know, with me and. We put out a press release said, "You know, it's not acceptable for them to close that down." We've, we've got to work together and keep that open. It's just something that we have to do. Number one concern, though, was the the public of the the news outlet that announced all of the more recent problems that we've had uh, with charges against the employees, et cetera, and that that we can't we can't treat our challenged people. In a, in a poor fashion, they're, they're the most vulnerable, and you know we've, we've got to treat them always with respect and care. So that created a very big problem in my mind. I've I've have seen the patients there. Many of them are pretty profound uh, mental challenged individuals. Many of them are, are, are not uh, verbal at all. So I have a problem, and we couldn't, we can't, we can't accept just closing it down. I can't accept that they are going to just try to put everybody in the community integrated uh, facilities. You know, that's the the facilities that are supposed to be better in most states. They've switched to them, but we've realized in the state of Illinois that there are some pretty profoundly uh, handicapped individuals that need more than, than a house to try to live in. They're just not going to make it there. So we ended up having, conversations, I was very pleased that the governor did listen to our complaints last week, and with those complaints they did come up with I'm sure things that they've been trying to come up with, I have spoken with many people in the governor's office that have told the governor, you can't shut it down, you've got the only forensics unit, and that's the folks that can't stand trial, for instance with, uh, they can't stand trial to show that's really that's really the only place in the state where they can ship them, and and they are residents there, and they're they're treated as well as you can possibly expect. But if we're starting to get complaints, well, I think over the last ten years we've had fifteen hundred complaints. Um, that's a lot. That's quite a few. Now we realize this. Many of those, a lot of the institutionalized people are very aware of how to get the caregivers in trouble. I, we realize that, and that's why you have the inspector general's office and other offices at investigations. And that was the problem. We had investigations that showed that 2017 always through 2021, which is only a year and a half ago, had problems. So that's where we are. They want to, what we want to do is we want to make it where the people that work at showed, aren't working two and three shifts all mandated. I mean, they, they they're working hard, those folks are working very hard, and I think that, that reflects in sometimes how they react with with the residents. Uh, the residents, the, the idea through the state is to take and reduce the residents. Okay, I, you know that'd be like taking taking your teacher that has thirty kids and you, you make them have only fifteen kids. They're going to get more attention at fifteen. I'm not completely against that, and further training, et cetera. The, the biggest problem we have is how, how are they going to select those people? They, they have to go through some process. The families, the guardians, or the individuals that they're cognitively able have to make the decision. They can choose where they live. And right now, everybody there has chosen to live, or their family has chosen, or their guardian has chosen to live at Shope. So basically... That's the sticking point, is how do we select the people that they want to try to move to the CILAs? Um, you know, it, it's a difficult thing because the CILAs aren't necessarily uh, all good. And we don't know how we're going to be able to uh, control the CILAs or inspect the CILAs. There's, it's, it's one of those things that hopefully we can get them into places even locally. So, you know, that it's a big problem, but we're working on it. Uh, I, I, I had a, another talk with someone earlier today, and I said, you know, we're working bipartisanly on this. But the first thing that comes out, most people go, well, you know, there's no bipartisan, they, they, nobody's working together. Well, we're working together, and then the they, they folks come out, well, well, we can't do it like this. They're comping out or whatever. No, we're, we're keeping it open. We're, it, it's going to be open. There are a ton of different places, different places like the prisons, not the prisons and jails, where you have the folks that are waiting for uh, uh, trials, and they also are mentally uh, handicapped and challenged. So there are hundreds of beds that need to be put down there. If we can take and put people in a better circumstance, great. And if we can't put them in a better circumstance, we've got to do something different. But that's what the transformation is, is to bring in more beds, ultimately, but it may be a, a different clientele, so to speak.
0: Illinois State Representative Paul Jacobs is with us. We're talking about the issues there at Schoet. Of course, the recent announcement, they said that none of the jobs would be lost there. It seems like uh, the labor union is sort of looking at that skeptically. Um, do you think that there is a reason for them to be skeptical about job loss?
1: You know, it's, it's uh, what I've told the governor's office and anybody I have spoken with, which is a lot of folks. Uh, I'm going to trust that you are going to put the money into the facility that were promised and into the objective uh, search that's going to decide or help decide what direction it should go over the next three years. And that's, that's where I think that the jobs should be secure. And actually I think that we'll end up increasing jobs. If, if we do repurpose correctly, and that's where the med school, that's what made me feel more comfortable when we got SIU medicine involved, the behavioral science involved, uh, Dr. Harry Wolf involved. I, I think that they're going to be very objective. And I've been reassured by the folks at SIU that's going to be the I mean, thing. There's no big reason for them to say, let's shut it down. It's to repurpose. So, I, I, you know, I think we do have to verify we're going to trust as much as we possibly can. Uh, our goal is still to keep show open, and our, 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 our think that working together, uh, we very likely will.
0: Once again, uh, visiting with State Representative Paul Jacobs today. Uh, in preparation for our conversation today, you mentioned that you are taking the initiative to uh, review what the state of Illinois is doing with the uh, TAMS, formerly uh, Supermax Correctional. Facility. Tell us your thoughts on that facility, and, and what you might like to see happen there.
1: Well, you know, for this, the last I'd say probably a year or so. Every time we would get down towards uh, Cairo or anywhere in Pulaski or alexandria we we would uh, try to go by Tams and see if there was any way we could ever get in there. And you can't. It's all fenced off. We can't get in there to even look. I I, I called DLC and I couldn't get. No, there's no way you get in there. And I'm sitting there. Thinking, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. We're ne- they're never going to repurpose it. for them. speaking of repurposing, they're never going to repurpose that facility as a as a prison. Uh, so I I was speaking with uh, actually with Senator Ryan, uh, and she said, "Well, try running a bill that we can uh, get a committee, you know, get a get a committee together, uh, partly by the by the maybe the lieutenant governor and S I U and." You know, use the TAMS uh, mayor and, and uh, county board members in, in Union and get everybody involved in this committee to to look at what we can do with TAMS. It's a seventy-one million dollar facility sitting there, just rotting away. And you know, even if we use some of the suggestions that we've had in the bill that I put through, was uh, the uh, the possibility of using it for even pediatric mental health facility. But, you know, we're trying to juggle all these balls together, and I think that we're getting somewhere. I did get the bill through committee yesterday. We still have to get it on the House floor for a vote, but I think we'll get that done. I've got some of my uh, friends on the Democrat side close, and, uh, you know, the more we do that, the better luck we're going to have with it. But we could, we're going to meet uh, a couple of times this year, and by the end of the year, we should end up with some Form of uh, something to do. You know, we we fire fire department training, uh, police training, uh, construction training. There's there's so many things that could be done there if we could just repurpose that. Even if it's demolition, demolition training. You know, we, the, the construction trades have to do, demolish things constantly. Uh, there's there's got to be something that would be useful for the Southern Illinois residents and and. Useful for the people, uh, so that we have some trained individuals or help trained individuals. so there's a lot of things. Anybody comes up with something they think needs to be done, have them call you or call me, <laughs> and we'll we'll put it in there. I, I, you know, we're open for any suggestions, and, and so is so is the uh, the house. The house was very receptive to the bill, and they they agreed. Even if, I mean, if it comes to the point where no, there's nothing that can, can happen with it, then. Why is the state even putting money into just guarding it and keeping the fences up? And we should just even put it back, let it go back to the county, and then maybe it would end up being sales again for, for people to own it again and, and get it back on the tax records. So, I mean, it's there's any number of things that can happen with it, though, I think that are much more productive than just turning it back over to the county.
0: I couldn't agree with that anymore. Um, Representative Jacobs with us today. And last thing before we let you go, we got a press release this morning, a number of uh, grants, energy transition grants coming to local governments announced by your office, Carbondale Park District, City of Carbondale, Jackson County, Johnny Logan College, Marion Park District, Williamson County, Williamson County Airport. Uh, Between all of those, a total of $740,000 spread across those various agencies. Uh, Talk about why that's important.
1: Well, you know, there's money that's coming in, and most of it is going up north. We're fighting and fighting and fighting to get the money that has been paid by the federal government back down here. We're taxpayers, and we, we need to bring that down to us so that we can do some expansions and business, help, help our businesses and, and, and the infrastructure in the, the various cities and townships. It's, it's extremely important.
0: No doubt about it. Representative Jacobs, thank you so much for your time. We hope you have a safe trip home.
1: Hey, I certainly appreciate it, and you guys have a great day.